Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. Also joining us is Evgeny. Hi, I'm Argent, and I was forbidden show and tell. That's right, you are. Uh, also joining us is Grace. Hello, I'm Gator Girl. And lastly, we got Ben. Hey, you guys know me as Overlord Jeebus, and I was actually going to go get stuff for show and tell, and then nope. Eric said, no, you're not allowed to get stuff for we show got, and tell so we, this we week. We got to record two so, of these. We got, we got stuff got to do. <laughs> we got stuff to do, man. Uh, so there, we were like, hmm, are there enough words of Brandon for a words of Brandon episode? The answer is yes. There, there were quite a lot. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of those. Uh, Brandon did a spoilery Q&A for Rhythm of War, so we'll get to that in these episodes. Uh, he's talked about maybe he's going to do an AMA, so uh, maybe by the time both of these episodes are out, that's already happened, but we don't know about that quite yet. So mm-hmm. we're going to start with non-Rhythm of War things, and so we'll have timestamps down below for uh, Rhythm of War things and non-Rhythm of War things, and we'll do non-Rhythm of War first, and then we'll have some Rhythm of War stuff. And then probably the next episode will all be Rhythm of War. And important to know, wobs aren't everything, especially these days. So important mm-hmm. to know that we should not take these as gospel, that these are more secondary canon and book canon definitely beats wob canon. That said, mm-hmm. some of these are still uh, interesting to talk about, but you know, Brandon is the person who's like, Oathbringer is an honor blade. No, it's not. It's just, it's just, it's just, <laughs> and, and other fun errors, but that's probably the most amusing one recently. Um, and sometimes Brandon just changes his mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's not in front of his notes as he's blabbing about these things, right? So, mm-hmm. or around Karen. So, so that's what's up. So I'm going to start for no reason in particular, because this first one is by Lady Lameness, my lovely fiance, uh, in her signed Rhythm of War book that's right here. Uh, This is the book that it was signed in. And so she asked, Yasna and Shalon create objects out of ocean beads in Shadesmar that involves bringing them together like magnetic beads. Is this a form of the surge of transformation? Can this be done by other radiants as well? And Brandon said, other radiants can't do this. So I would say it is a thing of, sur- of surge of transformation. I would agree. <laughs> that is really interesting to me. Super interesting, right? Great yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it makes sense, though, like that it does. Um, I guess I've always assumed this is similar to uh, manifestation. Yeah. But true. manifesting souls doesn't work like that. Like, because the thing that Shalan does at the end of Oathbringer, right, when she she seemingly manifests a wall, yeah. uh, like a brick wall from a, a, a sphere in her pocket, yeah. that is different from just like sculpting and shaping objects into like yeah. putting the beads be- together like Lego so they look like right. a thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I love it. Good question. Yeah, excellent hey, question. You should, uh, you should marry this person. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. When, <laughs> when, she, when she gets here, uh, when she, she gets a visa, well, that'd be great. So 
Uh, this one is from Vetterlin J. Has Vasher accomplished what he returned to do? If he has not, has he had the op opportunity? Brendan, no, and not really. Cool. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Makes sense, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because it seems like Vasher is Vasher is really a Stormlight character. Yeah, exactly. And and the fact that he is still doing things in Stormlight uh, to me suggests that his his job's not done. the reason the reason he exists as a character is 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 not done. So. Right. Mm -hmm. But that does confirm his purpose was not creating Nightblood. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That yes. is good. Yeah. Very true. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Next question says, is there only one Sion for every given Aeon? Uh, and Brian says, yes, there is. Now, there's only one Sion for every Aeon, but there are Aeons that you don't know about yet. This is so weird to me. Uh, really? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, well, this is weird to me as well. Well, like, that just suggests that the creation of Sions is, like, extra weird. That, yeah. like... <laughs> So much on Cell is tied, like, because we've talked before about how Aeons are more fundamental, more primitive. Like, they're not just mm -hmm. some expression of, like, Aeonic magic. Right. They, there's something, like, because they used to be a thing even before Elantris. Like, they're fundamental to mm -hmm. the way magic manifests on Cell, or at least in, in Aerlon. Yeah. I don't know. It, but the, the details around the whole thing are so super interesting. super weird to so, me. Yeah. Like, like, this just made sense to me. I've, I've always thought that there were a lot of Aeons. So yeah. the fact that there's only one per Aeon doesn't really restrict how many Aeons there can be. I just don't see a reason why it has to only be one Aeon per Aeon. Like, that Some, I don't understand. <laughs> I wonder if it's like some identity type of thing, right? That's what I was thinking, yeah. Like it's right, the Aeon coming alive, and so the Aeon can't come alive again. Yeah. Because yeah, it's really like alive. How, how, how would multiple Aeon Enies look like? like mm -hmm. I guess. Interesting, though. Really yeah, interesting. I mean, it, it is very interesting. Yeah. I'm just like, what? I just don't know what it implies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An interesting question would be if there is a is a Sion for every Aeon, or if some Aeons don't have Sions. Ooh, for, that would be right. good. Yeah. That is a good follow-up. That is a good follow-up, mm -hmm. for sure. Great. Okay. All right. So this next one, the questioner asked, are there still six different types of Aethers in current canon, or has that changed? Brandon responded, they have expanded. I'm using the Aethers behind the scenes a lot for a lot of space age things. And because I'm doing that, I am adding in a few more Aethers. There's going to be some limits on this. I'm tweaking which Aethers I'm actually making, because some of them didn't work as well as other ones. There will end up being more, but I won't canonize the number until I have the Aether book ready to release. Neat. I haven't read the what unpublished Aether. I was yeah. going to say, what this nope. questioner tells me is that I should read Aether of Night. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not uh, great, but it's not bad. You can get it on seventeenshard.com yeah. and request it. Uh, it's on I've, my I've phone. I just haven't similar read to it. White Sand the novel ah, in terms of favorite. quality. Yeah, it feels more like a Codex Alera book than hmm. a Brandon Sanderson book. Huh. Interesting. Personally, hmm. maybe maybe once we run out of Rhythm of War content, we'll do like 
Way of Kings Prime, Aether of Night. Uh, Way of Things Kings like Prime's that. hard to read. <laughs> yeah. It's the same, but totally ball. not. And it's just, oh man, it's really easy to put that book down and not pick it back up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there when we're bored. <laughs> <laughs> cool. This next one was sent in by Ryan. The question is, like how bondsmiths have stronger versions of their surges, is it possible to hang stronger versions of the other surges as well? Brandon said, yes, this is what happened to Ashen. You can have some very dangerous manipulation of surges. Makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we kind of we kind of knew that. That's yeah. So probably what happened to the Shattered Plains as well. Maybe. I, Who knows? I Maybe. still think that's very probably. solid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, so this is on on one hand, this is kind of obvious. On the other, there is some interesting implications here. So, what the bondsmiths do with, or what Dalinar does with adhesion, is is not necessarily a stronger version of the surge of adhesion, right? It is, mm-hmm. in my eyes, it is a more complete version of it, yeah. right? So, right when when a mistborn, for example uses the power of preservation, uses the powers of creation to do things, they are touching a very small aspect of that shard. Right. And obviously when you go from, you know, from a misting to a mistborn to a shard, the number of things and the quality of things they can do with that power just skyrockets. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is what we are looking at here. When the surges were kind of limited, and constrained by honor, we we get the thing that we see in all of the other nine orders of Knights Radiant. And then without these limitations, we get something like Bondsmiths and, and probably even more. I mean, mm. bo- I, I still think Bondsmiths, even when honor was around, could do like spiritual adhesion, but I'm sure now they can do more things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, basically, I agree. Uh, but like, the the thing that Kaladin does in the storm, like the the stormbreaker windbreaker yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that he does at the beginning of yeah. Oathbringer, that's probably the kind of thing we are looking at. Like he he has yeah. a fuller control of the surge, whichever surge he's using at that moment. I wonder if um, Shalon like drawing things happening elsewhere, like you know when she draws like Yalb and the crew coming up. Oh, whether yeah. that's something comparable as well, where it's more. Like mm. these surges aren't just the immediate things you can see in front of you. They have like all this additional extra stuff that any mm. region can do if they are good connected enough. enough. Yeah, good enough. Oh, I, I think what Brandon is talking about here is greater than anything we've seen in books. I don't oh, think yeah, we've I, seen I, I surges so. un- unchained yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I'm saying in in that direction, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a sliding scale. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's a bunch of different events. This this one's from the Tor Instagram live stream. Great. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> my, my favorite Instagram. Uh, I get to be an old man and be like, what's this Instagram? I don't like it. <laughs> That's me. Tune in, tune in next year when Brandon does TikTok dances oh, as God. answers to Cosmere no. questions. No. <laughs> it's interpretive I mean, dancing. Uh, he's got kids. You know, it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's the <laughs> raffle dance. <laughs> <laughs> the questioner says I actually do want to see Brennan do a raffo dance 
The questioner says, would a macaw be able to be radiant or do you need uh, sentience? And uh, Brandon says, you need sapience. Good. Uh, a macaw couldn't be radiant. Uh, a macaw could have different spren bonds. And he says, oh, that's kind of what's happening with uh, Rashadium. And he says, or even most of the larger great shells don't have sapience. But uh, a lot of creatures on Roshar have a step between uh, human-level intelligence and animal-level intelligence, like Rishadium. Isn't isn't sure. a macaw with a spring bond just an, uh, an uh, AVR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Rosharid would call them the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Rosharids. <laughs> Why are you making life difficult? Rosharids a spread. I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's not. <sighs> so, next question. What effects does a spren bond have on a rishadium, sapience or more? It increases their intelligence a great deal and gives them a little extra hardiness to survive in Roshar. And, and in exchange, the spren gets pulled into the physical realm, which they really like. What kind of spren is it? <laughs> we still don't know. We don't know. I, for I, sure, I, yeah. It has to be a music spren, like, right? Yeah. It does, but I want yeah. it confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's cool. I think it's interesting that the Spren like being in the physical realm. Like, that's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, we have a question from a weirdo, 122, <laughs> uh, who asks if there's going to be a cyberpunk Mistborn trilogy. Uh, and I feel like if you look at Google Trends for the words cyberpunk, it skyrockets. It's definitely because of that, not for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon says he's toyed with it. Uh, it's going to depend on just how things shape out. If I am ahead enough on things, I will do an era between the 1980s and the future era. So that's going to be... Oh, God, our terminology is going to be so messed up, right? But (laughs) an era between era 3 and era 4, which for now we're going to call era 3.5, but Brandon is probably going to call it era 4, and then the space age is going to be era 5. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's how it's going to end up. Um, There... Uh, those are cornerstones that I can't get rid of. That's the 90s, 80s, and the and the sci-fi. Right. Uh, I could or could not do a cyberpunk, a near future science fiction. It's going to depend on how things are looking around uh, when he's working on the back five of Stormlight. That that seems mm-hmm. optimistic that Brandon would be ahead of schedule on the Cosmere. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think it's going to really depend on how era three pans out right mm-hmm. because he's writing those as a trilogy we talked about that like well he's writing those like back to back and right. so it is po- it is possible that that's going to speed up his process sufficiently so that he like gets ahead of schedule not by a full trilogy probably but maybe we get like a standalone that then turns into right. a quadrology yeah, yeah. <laughs> right the usual the usual <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, from the, from the state of Sanders in this year, it feels like we're going to be cutting back on books. We're not going to be expanding well, books I, from I, here on I out. I mean, I think just his side projects are just going to be more Cosmere, just like different sorts of Cosmere things. So it yeah. still like advances stuff, but he can do magic kites and, you know. Kite magic. Yep. Woo. But like he's, he's mentioned the cyberpunk possibility of a Cybertrunk trilogy before. So it's like, it, it's cool that he's still thinking about it. I'm always down for more because the cool thing about 
Mistborn is that we are going to get these different time periods. So more time periods is just cool. Yeah. 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 That, is, that is definitely hands down one of my favorite things about the Mistborn series. Mm-hmm. It's the same world. And like the, the whole concept of the mythology and the history of the world changing and like being essentially twist. Well, I don't want to say twisted and corrupted, but like changed in the wrong yep. way over time. It's so much fun. Yep. It, it, mm. It's like at one point he mentioned doing like a 1940s era mm. where like they're going out and actually exploring the continents of Scadrial. Mm. Whereas like in 1980s, they're already setting up satellites and the world is now. It feels like there's so much yeah. to do in Mistborn, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll need to see. We'll need to see how it works. Yeah. I'm you sure can, it'll be cool. You can imagine a different way like a, 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 an alternate universe where instead of getting you know five trilogies or whatever we get like a story in the renaissance era and a story in like the 1800s and a story in the 1900s and then a story in like 20 yeah. different stories that cover the entire history of the world right mm-hmm. but i i don't think brandon ever truly shelves an idea i think he's gonna be writing like space era and be like well when i finish this if i have some extra time i might go back and write that cyberpunk trilogy i was talking about (laughs) maybe yeah maybe cool all right this next one was sent in by aramis firstly is there a general name to all the bondsmith spren along the lines of the word honor spren for all the windrunner spren in the world they're just called bondsmith spren but Godspren isn't terrible for discussions, as it does relate a little to things like the God Medals. I think this Ooh. was in response to some people calling it Godspren, but no, we're going to call mm. it Bondsmithspren, because I don't like Godspren. Yeah, I was never a fan of God's, Godspren. Uh, it doesn't feel right for what they are, and so Bondsmithspren is fine. Yep. I, I feel like the Stormfather might be a little upset by Godspren, honestly. I don't think he'd like the term. See, out of all of them, he's probably the one that's closest to. I mean, yeah, be actually, that's, that's you know, true. being something that could be considered a god spread, <laughs> a spread of a god. He, he probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eh, I've, I've, I've never disliked the term, like, but Bondsmith's spread is the way. Yeah, the way. <laughs> this next one was asked by Haverworthy. Uh, if Ellen had been carrying a pole stone with him when he had his direct. Duralamin enhanced ATM vision that transferred him to the spiritual realm. Would it have become invested similar to if it had been exposed to a perpendicularity? Oh, Cosmere spoilers, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Man, that was, that was a technical question. Very uh, technical. <laughs> it's really, it's really Brandon. interesting. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think it wouldn't have, though white sand would have been charged. Which uh, that makes, makes sense. sense to me. I think that's correct. White like, sand gets charged just by ex- you know, any investiture being near him. Yeah, yeah, Be- yeah. He is Ellen was actively doing things with magic, which means kinetic investiture, which means sand would get charged. But it's but not he, like investiture like, that not, can be stored in a gem. Yeah, like he's not opening a perpendicularity. He is yeah. seeing into the spiritual realm. Right. Yeah, like like the spiritual realm stuff is happening with within his head, I guess. Not like outside, you know, where someone right. could touch it. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I think that's correct. More stuff about sand from Yo It's Thu. Sure. Uh, 
Are there deserts on Roshar? And if so, could the white sand organism spread? Just imagining how sand mastery might possibly migrate to Roshar. And Brandon says, the white sand organism could spread on Skadriel and on any planet, but it would need an investor to do so. It would be easier to spread on Roshar, for example, because of the storms. So that's cool. So if you forgot, the the sand just has an organism that's charged with it. From investor. Like Microflora. Lichen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Lichen. So that's cool. Uh, I definitely <laughs> believe that you you could do that, although uh, I suppose the sand would get blown around, so that might that might be a slight issue with this plan. I mean, that yeah. would help it spread on Roshar. I guess that's true. Well, yeah, yeah. spread to the ocean eventually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it would just all end up in the sea. Yeah. Um, do we, no, but do I mean... We want to- go ahead, Grace. Do do we want to encourage uh, invasive species, even if they are magical? I feel like oh, that the would be a bad idea. That's never gone wrong on Roshar before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so this next one, uh, there was an artist doing an A to Z, um, a drawing for every of a character or organism in the Cosmere for every letter from A to Z. And so Rectosaurus, the also, is there anyone in the Cosmere I could make for X? Uh, because if you check the cover, mind there was nobody for X. No, 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 no. There's this. There's the city of Zaka. It's it's a it's a place on. on yeah, okay. uh, but there's no not a character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. But, I remember uh, the city of Zaka on Nalthus. It was mentioned yeah. once. <laughs> the only city that's a character is Elantris. <laughs> to which Brandon says, hmm, Zissus, he'll show up eventually. To which Sophandrius TW asked, I have just seen this and I'm curious. Is there any information about Zissus you could give us before entering Rafo territory? Brandon, not human, from Yolen, currently hanging out on a planet quite near to where you find a lot of the ethers. This is a devilish wob. <laughs> yes. Feels like dragon to me. That's that's what I thought. Yeah. Not not yeah. human. It has to mean Shodel or Dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not a very Shodeli name. No, not at all. Mm. So I'm gonna yeah. go with Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That's <laughs> not much we can talk about this. Yep. However, this next wob, there is much we can talk about. Ooh. Uh, Nameless36 asks, does Lyft need to poop? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, it's it's which, genuinely which, which, a good question. Yeah, which is a surprisingly good question. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's go into some interesting uh, magical poop mechanics. Uh, Brandon says, Lyft's system is more efficient than that of a normal person's in this particular area. Less poop, almost none. I imagine it being like the one guy who didn't eat for a year, surviving off of body fat. Uh, and Nameless follows up with, why does Lyft get hungry after converting food to Stormlight? If you don't need to breathe while holding Stormlight because it sustains your body, why would you need to eat? Brenda says, her body is a little confused at times. That's part of it. Also... She just has a psychological response to eating like many of us do. I think that all makes sense. I guess, 
That makes sense okay. to me because even though you don't need to breathe, I think you still feel the need. I guess it would be like, hard to train to actively... your brain to not breathe. You know? Yeah, they have to like actively hold their breath. It's not something they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and like hunger is a is a physiological and partially psychological response, right? Yep. Okay, I thought this was a different wab. I thought it was the wab about like the somebody was asking. Yeah, somebody was asking if if somebody with access to um, abrasion can just slide the poop out of them without needing to wipe. I don't think that's on this yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sure. But that's the most important one. No, no. <laughs> so this next one was asked by Gerbil, and he noticed that Taleb was an old blood, and that they are a previous dynasty that ruled Alethkar. And so he, yeah, they asked, I'm wondering if I'm reading too much into it, but are the Old Bloods perhaps descended directly from the Knights Radiant, whereas other Light Eyes are descended from a later non-Radiant Shardbearers? Brandon, you're not reading too much into it. Old Bloods claim to be able to trace their lineage to Knights Radiant, but don't talk about that aspect of it as much because of the poor reputation of Radiance until just recently. Old Blood lore, yes! We haven't gotten, like, any of that. So that's good. I like it. I like it. Cool. Do we do we know what the Old Blood tattoo looks like? I don't think we have any idea. No. It's like blue triangles on their cheek. I yeah, think. I thought it was like a, like, it was like, I thought it was like a teardrop, but like a triangle. Uh, I know it's blue. I don't know about that other stuff. But yeah. I, I don't know if we actually have any descriptions of of that, but apparently according to the copper mind it's just a blue tattoo but that that article might not be done but yeah i mean it was complete and reviewed before rhythm before so that that probably if there was details it probably was there yeah a blue tattoo on their cheek marking them as an old blood Hmm. yep so we don't know okay but it's blue it's related to the moon no that's that's not that's not (laughs) probably not Cool. I like old blood lore because you forget that old bloods are a thing. <laughs> yeah. How would how would that work though? Like, so we had we had a bunch of radians, right? Let's say pre-recreants, and then the recreants happens, and we get a whole dynasty that was descended from them, or or would that have been, or would the old bloods have been like rulers of Alethella? Hmm. Uh, um, I think there's a decent possibility that this previous dynasty isn't actually a thing, and Brennan was trying to avoid spoilers. But also, it could just be they were the rulers of Alathella. I I can imagine that uh, children of Radiance in the Silver Kingdom era are important, more important than mm-hmm. other people because of mm-hmm. the Radiance prestige. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very plausible. And they would have been more likely to get spread bonds themselves, to, right. yeah. which would perpetuate that. Yep. It makes me think, because um, like, obviously the Old Bloods are claiming that you know they are lineaged from, from Knight's Radiance, but that mm-hmm. was like two, two and a half thousand years ago. And so it's, to me, it's kind of like saying, oh, I'm descended from Vikings, or like, I'm descended from Genghis Khan. Yeah, like, like, like how oh, that, much, that's cool. How much did how these people, <laughs> like, I don't think they ruled, like, right after the Recreants, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I just think that 
at sometime post recreance after that initial period of chaos, there was this dynasty, and they claim that they have lineage from the Radiance. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, probably before the Sunking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. way yeah. way before. Yeah. yeah, way before. Way well, maybe not way before, but yeah, probably before things all split up, right? See, I was I was kind of thinking that the this was Elathella, and then after the Recreants, they went into hiding and couldn't talk about their lineage because everyone uh, hated the Radiance. So it started doing this as like a secret symbol thing to sure. kind of let the other mm. other old bloods know. That's Nothing possible. like a secret tattoo secret on your face. <laughs> on your face. Well, better than claiming okay. that there. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We're going to talk about Rhythm of War stuff now. So, but We can bef- stop holding back. Yes, we can stop holding back. <laughs> the Revenge is the new audium. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that Zixis person, I think that's probably foil. Yes, I agree with you. Around the the Aethers, with with, given the Arzarcanum, that that dragon, or we don't know that Foil's a dragon, but I assume that that is a dragon, and they want to find Aethers, and so that very well could just be another name for Zixis. That seems likely, right? I imagine dragons as shapeshifters have lots of different names. Yeah, so I'm I'm really fond of. It may have been Ian's idea, it may have been someone else's, um, that Cultivation... So Cultivation's name is probably some form of Coravellium of Ast, mm-hmm. which, which, which translates <laughs> to that. I don't know if it translates to that. I thought it was more a title, but I will shut up okay, because sure, we are sure. trying not to do sidebars. Yes, that's um, right. <laughs> but, but somebody thought that so so the only the only dragon we know anything of note is frost right and so somebody felt that maybe cultivations kind of quote unquote english word name or like shortcut name or whatever might be dues in the same so like frost would have a long draconic name similar to yes. coravellium mm, vast right. yeah and so yeah. i wonder if if uh, Xissus is the the is is equivalent to Koravari, and so he still has mm-hmm. a long draconic name, but he also has an Englishy name, which sure. is Foil. Yeah, yeah, right. I cannot claim credit for this. This is because okay. I'm hearing of it, and I like it. This is a, yeah, this is a really awesome idea for Frost's name. But for foil, I'm like, you know, your Cory Valium of Ast is she who brings the dews at dawn, but is foil like he who wraps his food in foil? I, you know, <laughs> sure. It, it doesn't, foil doesn't He's seem the same he level wraps as, it in as foil, frost. and then he <laughs> breathes fire, and then it's warm. It makes well, sense. No, so it's, it's, <laughs> the, the word that's an dragon. aether. No. That's an aether, obviously. <laughs> that's um, what an aether is. Yeah. No, but like foil, foil could be in like foil as a as being a foil to something or somebody. Yeah. Um, you foiled like, uh, plans. I, yeah. Dragon steel foil. Whoa. He, he foils the plans of his enemies or something like oh, that. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, See, I, okay, thought you, okay. I thought you meant like a character foil, and I was like, man, that sucked to be like your entire name <laughs> based on the idea for like that you're a player. Hey, he's, like, 
reflect this other guy's story arc? He's a, he's a comic relief, uh, dragon, <laughs> actually. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, let's do some wubs. Uh, so, this first one was asked by, I'm going to say Joaquin? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Does the hell know what's fused are because of his biochromatic vision, or has he studied them in others, some other way? Uh, Brandon said, I would say both. More that he studied what they are and learned about them, he has certain sensory things that definitely give him some advantages for various reasons. But I would say he's leaning more on his previous experience uh, than he is on those senses. Cool. So I think this is... Yeah. More that he just knows about them or know of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you go through Shades more, you can just talk to the spread. They, they probably have yeah, some yeah. useful information. Hey, what are, where are those guys? Yeah. <laughs> are those? What's up with that giant storm around that other place? It's like, can you tell me about <laughs> what that? What be... Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Questioner, does Gallant's eyes being rainbow have any Cosmere significance? Uh, and Brandon says, it's kind of an in- indication of his spren bomb. It's a way that I was getting across that. A lot of times uh, when you see kind of mother of pearl or rainbow or rainbow shimmer of luminescence. That is an indication of something happening with investiture in the Cosmere. You see it in White Sand being used. You'll see it periodically in manifestations of the Nahel Bond. And that sort of thing. Hmm. Notable, the High Storm is described as having a mother of pearl luminescence in Shadesmar. Shadesmar. Right, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I was exactly. about to ask, where have we seen mother of pearl? Uh, so excellent. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Ah, yes. How how could I have forgotten that a uh, mother of pearl luminescence in the excellent white sand graphic novel art? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can kind of see it in some panels. And I think on the spoiler live stream, which we're we're going to talk about more, uh, apparently any spren bond is an ahel bond. I think that's what Brandon said, right? Yeah. So this, even if you're having a bond with uh a spren like a Rashadium, that would still be considered a Nahel bond, kind of along this line. So that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaning into Nahel meaning divinity or bond with divinity or peace yeah, of divinity yeah, yeah. or whatever it meant. Yeah. Not just mm-hmm. a bond with a radiant spren. Yeah. Yeah. Which Brandon is calling radiant bonds. Right. Cool. <laughs> so this next question it was asked by a very, very smart individual. He's like really cool and humble. Very humble. And humble. Oh, did we pull he, up my like question ahead of time? Amazing. Hmm? Did we pull up my question ahead of time? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so this this is my question. It's in my signed book, which is behind my chair. Great. Let's see, it's somewhere around there. Nope. Um, still can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to turn that far. That's fine. Um, were star spread imagined by great shells, such as the Tyna, Chasm Fiends, or Lanceran, which appear to have some level of sentience slash sapience? Brandon, murdering all of my dreams, said nope. Right, because... I'm legitimately upset by this. Well, like, because agreed. Notum said not all spread are imagined by uh, men, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. yeah. By humans, yeah. yeah. I and- really like the idea that that great shells dreamed of flying. I mean, look at this thing. It's like it's yeah. it. It looks like a cat. Um, a great shell. Yeah. Well, rip. <laughs> no, I, I I am surprised by this answer. Right, 
Yeah, yeah. Because I would, I, yeah. the way I would expect things to work, right, is I would, I would imagine the weird horse thing that Notum rides and the other mm-hmm. honor spren ride are spren imagined by Ruschedium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And obviously, Ruschedium are not very like th- they wouldn't imagine the breadth and depth of spren that humans or singers could, but they would imagine you know something here and there. They would shape Shadesmar in some small ways. And so I would imagine those horses to be what the Rosharium imagined, and I would imagine Starspren to be what some form of Great Shells imagine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I have a slight bit of hope in that I prefaced this question with, like, if it's not too much trouble, could Brandon answer this? And so some people brought up, like, <laughs> oh, maybe he's just saying nope to answering it. But I don't think that's actually. I don't, I don't think that's no. true. He would have just raffled yeah. in that case. Like he raffled my question. I thought because he's like, hey, I want to canonize all sixteen shards that I could get the last two shards, and that's what I. Did that's you really I, think you were going to get? Oh, not at all, not at all. But uh, you know, I had I had to ask, uh, and he wrote raffo four times on my my rhythm of four. So <laughs> fighting the good fight, okay. <laughs> But Brandon, Brandon always trolls me. He he always does silly things to my books. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some fun stuff then. Yeah. Kimberly uh, asks, can you reveal something about Renarin that we don't know yet? And the, 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 the answer Brandon gave was, Renarin has a crush he hasn't told anyone yet. That was in a signed book. I was in a signed book. And so later in the spoiler stream, people asked about this. And man, it was real funny because Brandon <laughs> just said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to like pull a fast one. It, it's who uh, I implied to be. And the chat is going crazy. It's just relate, 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 relate. <laughs> the, the whole time. And, and Brandon's like, oh, I imagine they're they're probably saying a lot of different things in chat. And Adam's just like, nope, they're basically just saying one thing. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is like Adam Brandon and asked like, should I answer this? Yeah, and, and Adam, Adam said, said no. no. What a jerk. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, like, yeah, the chat has it right. Not realizing yeah. he just inadvertently undid yes. the fact that he yep. pulled Brandon Raffo in. Yep. Yep. So putting putting two and two together, Renarin has a crush on her lane. Yep. And um I it may have been in the same segment. It may have been a little later. Uh but Brandon said something to the effect of they so so my my read of the situation was both of them kind of crush on each other, but they, they're not super aware of of those crushes like this is like starting yeah uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i think he said they're, their mind hasn't caught up to what their feelings are feeling just right yet. yeah 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 it was something like that something yeah, like that yeah. They're, yeah. they're still in that stage where they're like oh yeah like he's just my really good friend and i like him a lot because we're just <laughs> such close friends <laughs> i just think he's really neat you know yeah. <laughs> grace why don't you read this next one i feel like this is relevant so this one related to that says, any teases on upcoming LGBTQ characters? I put some hints in Rhythm of War. I should be making those canon by book five for you. But it wasn't quite time. I actually tried writing them harder into Rhythm of War, and they felt like it stood out too much. It was unnatural. So go ahead and begin your theorizing. It's not going to be a big surprise. I think that people will figure it out pretty easily. But I'm not intending it to be a big 
surprise. I'm just trying to let things like what happened with Yasna in this book come out naturally as they fit the characters. No big surprises, but for those who would rather read about it in the book when it happens, then I will leave it to book five. Oh, this has got to be Renard and Rolando. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. 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 So that, that's Definitely. what it is. So we're getting that next book? Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. That's very cool. Okay. And I'll just, I'll just take the next question because it's mine and yep. reasons. I'll allow yep. it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All in favor? Great, thanks. Great. Um, during the Tor Instagram live stream, I asked if intention and intent are the same thing. And, and I was hoping Brendan would go into more detail, and he went into detail, but not in the kind I of detail totally I was hoping. Totally different. Something completely different. <laughs> so uh, so your, your purpose was intention, like magic sort of intention, and intent, shard intents. Like that, that's kind of what you were getting at. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm 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 trying to crack the whole intent and command thing from from yeah, that's, Dawn Shard. That's why I still but, haven't written that video because I'm like I still I still don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like big questions like that, you can't necessarily tackle them all in one. You have to like get a wob and then get another yeah. wob and so on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so uh, Brandon says that he considers the two the same thing. Those are synonymous in Cosmere terms. And then he and goes he on and talks about stuff. a lot of other stuff. <laughs> um, the more notable things is that he adds intent to Cosmere magic so that things, so that magical things in the Cosmere don't happen accidentally. Right? You have to want to do a thing in order to do a thing. Right. For the most part. And one of the examples he gives later on says. Where the way it would work in the Cosmere, thinking of something as destructive interference actually creates for a feeling, for a feeling, an identity as destructive interference. Mm -hmm. uh, where in reality, destructive interference, there's nothing inherent to it being destructive interference. So uh, this is obviously talking about Navani's experiments yeah, yeah, yeah. with light and anti-light yeah, yeah. and, and tones and opposite tones. So a tone and its quote-unquote opposite are exactly the same. They're just two sine waves that are like one of them is shifted right. out of phase with the other. And so yeah. from a purely physical standpoint, there's no difference between a tone and a, and a quote unquote anti-tone, right? And so that's where Brandon can say, okay, I'm going to use intent to convey a magical like significance to this anti-tone, to this opposite tone to make it do something else. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's so you, much, you, there's you can so... read it on screen on this. It's like he goes on about talking about an uh, intent is in a little adapter. I'm like, okay, Brandon, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's his way of making things happen for riderly authorial reasons. Yes, but and also the thing he ignores when he wants things to happen, right? Yes, <laughs> accidentally. That's, right. That's exactly uh, without right. intent. That's right. yes. <laughs> Makes me wonder how Vin can burn pewter when she's unconscious, though. Makes me wonder how Kaladin can lash arrows. Well, those are the exact same uh, sort of principle, right? Uh, it, it, that, yeah. they, they do it because <laughs> they will do it. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Easy. Oh, let's then it's a, let, it's let's use thing, one but... mumbo jumbo to counter yeah, another yeah, mumbo yeah. jumbo. Spiritual mumbo jumbo is the strongest force in the Cosmere. Okay, come on. We all know this. I feel like there's maybe some kind of 
intention of like you have the intent of having the effect without necessarily knowing how to do yeah. it maybe like uh, vin's yeah. like i want to survive and the body's yeah. like okay that's yeah. how i'm gonna do this that's how i do it yeah i want in Mistborn, like when they do feed her the pewter like when she's unconscious like they're not sure if it's going to work because like it's only after like you have experience with mm. pewter mm. that like your body knows that like hey if i burn this like it will keep me alive so it's special, not necessarily so like conscious intent right 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 i think that makes sense. Yeah. i love the example he gives is the is the anti-light because uh Robonyel, without knowing what anti-light is uses the tool that navani used to create anti-light to create the anti-void light yeah tone. but but Apparently the intent is intent building in intense building the the device yeah yeah that yeah that's why so there's you can some... build an object with intent yeah. well the i think that's stays, why he's saying like identity object. right yeah there yeah I, that makes sense to me yeah i i like it it's just it's just weird <laughs> it, 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 yeah, yeah this this is definitely uh where we're getting away from real physics it's like okay cool yeah a wizard did it yeah <laughs> the wizard wanted to do it so it did yeah, happen. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Funny, funny you should say that because every time I hear intense, I think of the Shazam character. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get on to the spoilery live stream. And uh we'll we'll get to questions in a second, but uh it should be noted that Brandon immediately opened this that it was like, this is Stormlight spoilers only. So if you want to talk about, say, fight a car, you have to use the Stormlight-only name because so many people wanted fight a car Kelsey or stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, even that immediate line, he knows what's up. Fight a car is Kelsey. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and then there were other allusions to fight a car. Like, he, he's not trying to pull a fast one there at all. At, at this point... He has gotten as close to saying Thydekar is Kelsier as he can say without saying Thydekar is Kelsier. Like, if but there's this... one cross-Cosmere thing that you want to talk about after Rhythm 4, it is that thing, and Brandon knows that. <laughs> like, come on. There's enough wiggle room that it could still be Kenton. Like, you know, <laughs> no, there's, there's enough true. wiggle room there. Get out of here. Get out of here. Kenton, well-known for his cars. Well-known. Look, it's been and a long his, time since Voice Sand. And his status you know? as a cognitive shadow. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's Avatar, there's autonomy, so it makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah sure, sure. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Ben, why don't you take us in on this? Yes, so that's me next. So Frodo Fighter asked, um, Kaladin sending out his armor to save other people, is that something all Radiants can do, or is that a Windrunner thing only? Uh, Brandon said, I will raffle that. Let's just say it's going to depend on a variety of things. Definitely other Windrunners can do it. That is very interesting I, to me. I thought that that would just be standard, but... I have a feeling it might... Uh, honestly, my first thought was that he just hasn't decided whether well, he wants okay. to yeah, that's, that's, like, that's, yeah, that's like my honest... Yeah. <laughs> that was what I first thought when he answered it that there way. There could be some variance. Yeah, um, definitely Windrunners can do it. I don't think, say, Yasna would be able to do that. I think each I think each sort of plate is going to have kind of its own unique abilities. Quirks. And yeah. Windrunners being obviously focused on protection. Yeah. That is one of the things theirs is gonna be able to do. Um I can yeah. kind of imagine maybe the stone wards 
being able to do something similar, even though their ideals have nothing to do with protection, right? But they're also soldiery types. Yeah. So maybe I was going, I was going edge dancer, like, mm-hmm. like I, I know. think edge dancer could do it. Maybe Deathbringers, but I wonder if the edge dancers would be able to like throw out their their plate and heal some like yeah some other toss them you know not not like not like cryostasis but like throw a healing suit on them. It's the best damage ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like could be the skybreak. The skybreakers can just encase someone in the armor, but like make it so they can't move, and they're just like basically in full body cuffs. Like, yeah. Ooh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's basically plates flexible, and we're gonna see it do cool things. That's cool. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it does make sense that the different spren are going to be slightly different in their application mm-hmm. and plate. So mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. Cool. This next one is from Race Dog Two. Are heralds capable of procreation? Brandon, yes, not necessarily saying in the traditional way, but yes, heralds are capable in procreation. My mind immediately goes to the fact that returned, right? Like yes, can procreate, right. but there's a trick to the, it. The cognitive shadow stuff mm-hmm. that we talked about, yeah, cool. Uh, which is obviously what the question is trying to get at, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which gets us not really closer to answer yeah, yeah like an I, I feel i mean there i sure there's maybe some intention shenanigans i don't know but uh like with heralds being like having a body created for them i don't know i guess there's so much potential weirdness with heralds that they're probably their own thing that do weird things oh man see it's weird because they have a body like it's yeah, it's their right? body remade which made me now think confused procreate as well. Like, or is that a no-no for them? Because they're also collective shadows, but they're in a body that still exists in the world. Yeah, they ne- never died. You know. Yeah, I, I think the fused are actually a really interesting example yeah. or question in here because they are still in a living body, yeah. whereas the returned have died and have come back to life. Uh, Kelsier has, who the hell even knows what body Kelsier is inhabiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh the heralds get magically like recreated artificial bodies. Probably maybe. Um so I think if any of you have an opportunity to ask questions, um ask about Fused. Kelsier kids yeah. and fused kids. But but fused more important. Uh Another potential similar interesting question is fused entering someone who was pregnant. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so so I've got it. Okay. So here's okay. here's how we're okay. gonna do this team. Okay. Oh god. So we're gonna we're gonna approach this. I'm so strategically. sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so we we take the route we take the shipping route. We take a ship and we okay. say, hey Brandon. Hypothetically speaking, if Kaladin and Leshwi end up together, yep. could they have a kid? Okay. Perfectly valid question. So, so we, are, we are tricking Brandon into thinking 
that we care about romance <laughs> when in fact we care about cosmere mechanics and fused sex yes but real talk though i i do think that asking a question of if a singer is pregnant and a fuse takes them over i think that's a good question but mm-hmm. i i feel it like there really could s- just be Maybe this is like connected to the fact that like some people in world don't think cognitive shadows are that actual soul. It's just a copy of the soul. And so maybe for mm-hmm. weird spiritual reasons, because we're in the Cosmere, that that cannot generate new life and have spiritual DNA or yeah. some crap. Like it's probably some garbage like that. Right. I don't know. We And we talked about some of this stuff during the returned episode. Yep. Hmm. So this next question is from Tom Goldthwaite. At any point in the Rosharan history, was it possible to form a Nahal bond without swearing oaths? Brandon. Nahal bond is the phrase used for a bond between a spren and a being from the physical realm. That is the definition of it. So the answer to that is yes. It's currently possible right now. It's how great shells exist and grow to the size they do. It's how Rishadium exists. Those are Nahal bonds also. What you're asking is if a sapient spren, a spren and a sapient individual, forming what we currently call the radiant bond, which has access to much greater power, was that possible without swearing oaths? Yes and no. The formalization of the oaths and the orders aligned with certain spren did take a little bit of time to come together. It was possible to form a Nahil bond before that, but it was not a radiant bond accessing the levels of powers that are currently possible. So it is another one of these yes and no answers, if that makes sense. You could find a Nahil bond. In fact, many would call the bond between the singers and the spren that give them forms Nahil bonds. It may not fit fully into the categorization that most people would use it for, but you could kind of call that the same thing. I love this. Concrete definitions. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's a sliver? What's a splinter? <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Brandon for going... Here's a definition, and then going, but this is not what you are asking. Right. So let me actually answer your question. That that is nice. That is the nice thing about a stream where he's like prepared to answer questions and Mm -hmm. and he has time to ramble because like this sort of branded rambling, excellent. Like this is Mm -hmm. this is the good stuff right here. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh we we kind of always figured that once the oaths were put in place that allowed them to access more power but in Mm -hmm. you have that check of the oaths so not anyone can do it whereas like a surge binder you know the surge binders existed when the spren started to form those bonds but Mm -hmm. you know yeah it maybe it's more like honor blady level as opposed to the radiance which can they were limited in some ways yeah Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly those ways were subject mm. to debate but like so so let's just make sure we agree what well, one of the things this is saying is before the oaths yep. humans could bond with let's say other spren or cryptics or whatever and they would gain some measure of power and we would call that yes. a hell bond but Correct. then once the structure of the knight's radiant was formalized by Ishar in some way, shape, or form, then the amount of power they got changed Mm -hmm. 
as did the way they acquired that part, in like a tiered level-based progression. It, this actually makes sense because even the first time we got in the hell bond we, with Alakavish in that Nohadon vision, it's called Surge Binder and Nahel Bond, just straight up in that. And so that's presumably pre Radiance, right? Yes. yes. Like yeah. before the oaths. So all this oh, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that, that flashback. Yeah, was the, was the one we pointed out being like, was there. Before Radiance, were they just Surge Binders with some lower level of ability? And I, I think the answer is yes. So Yes, which is nice for me, because um, I, always, I always liked that idea that there was a formalization of the Oaths after humans started getting powers. Like it yeah, wasn't that the Heralds needed to put structure on them. Because yes. they feared Ashen stuff, right? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, a big question was yeah, a big question for me was always what did Ishar do in terms of the radiance? And so it does sound like there was maybe with honor a bit more as well. than just yeah, probably honor was involved. Yeah, I, forget, I always forget honor was about. Like, yeah, well, yeah, because he's dead, dead for so, so long. Yeah, <laughs> I keep forgetting uh, when he was around. Like I, for a long time, I feel like it, it's just the trade-off that's like, hey, we're gonna have more regulation, but in exchange, you will get more power. So. Mm-hmm. That's how we get people to agree to do this crap, right? Yeah. So Vishal Pani asked, "Why didn't Kaladin seek help from Zahel during the occupation of Erythril?" Good question. Brayden. Zahel, at some point, I'll tell you what he was doing, but he was not available. That is a Rafo. And Brandon continues talking uh, about mm-hmm. this, uh, and it, it it just basically didn't fit, and. He might write a deleted scene, kind of, that, that's canon, but just wasn't in the book, showing what he's doing. Uh, but apparently, we will see a little more Zahel in an upcoming volume of Stormlight Archive. That, there's a, there are moving pieces with Zahel, Azure, and Nightblood going on in the background that just, there isn't space enough to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if if Azure caught up to him after his meeting with Kaladin at the beginning of the book, and that's Ooh. you know there was just never enough time for him to be like, oh yeah, by the way, during all this other stuff that's happening, uh, we see the veterans Vasher again. And it's well, because like... Azure is not in lasting integrity, clearly. So exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so so Vasher did address that, and he said that he w- she would need to get out of cultivation's perpendicularity first. So I would not be surprised if. We actually hear about her in in Hornier. Oh, that's true. Ooh, yeah. very, very that's good solid. point. Yeah. Although uh, yeah, with the Oath Gates, I don't think that needs to be true because, hmm. like, you you can go we, through the Oath Gates. Yeah, yeah. Most and of also are still locked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My problem as well is that there's a year between Rhythm of yeah. War and Oathbring, and she was on her way there a year ago. Well, so she was going to last it's kind of like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, like Shalan, yeah. Shalan heard about Vivenna having left Lasting Integrity a few months ago, I want to say. I Although it could have been a few weeks back. Mm. I like that, that maybe they meet up with her at uh, in Horny. Yeah, I like that. Who, who were the Windrunners that went with Rock? Scar and Drehi, I think. Scar and Drehi, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like Drehi was also with him with 
the crew in oh, Alucard. Yep. So yes, okay, right. so like yeah. he would know who. Azor yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 So, yeah. yeah. That's that's good. I really like. It. I hope it happens. I'm I'm sure Brandon has a plan for all these characters mm-hmm. and Nightblood. Clearly, yeah. clearly with Nightblood. <laughs> yeah, it it just sounds like it didn't fit in in this book. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Which sucks because that kind of thing as an interlude would be the exact kind of like I'd love those kind of random interludes, interlude. but it's just like yeah. random interludes. Yeah. I like that stuff. So Luca Green then asked, uh, "Sorry, Luca Green, eighteen. Aha. Uh, if Zeth were to have drawn Nightblood immediately after he had consumed race." Would he still have drained Zeth's stormlight? As it said, as it said, he seemed like he had eaten as much as he could. Uh, so at that, Brandon. Then to paraphrase, then he said that Nightblood is basically in a food coma at that point uh, because he can get too full. It's one of the reasons he leaks is because he's so stuffed, filled with investiture uh, that he just yeah he can actually hold too much. Like he wouldn't be able to consume an entire shard. Uh, he consumed a vessel. But he couldn't do a whole shard because, yeah, he does get full, and it's one of the reasons he leaks. That's kind of cool. Makes sense. I think one important thing to note is that Brendan says, and it leaks investiture, that it's done some weird things. Too. Right, yeah. Yeah. In the past, Brandon has like referred to the black smoke coming out of Nightblood as corrupted breath. Right. Whether that is corrupted in the same way as other corrupted investiture. We don't know, but right, yeah, it's yeah. unclear whether Nightblood is like converting, let's say, Stormlight into like a weird endowment investiture type of thing, or if it's leaking like a weird Stormlight, like yeah, that there's some weird. weird stuff going on. Yeah, I do like he uses the word supersaturated. Yep, that's a good word for uh, being full of investiture. Cool, nice. Oversleep asks, will there be enlightened spread of other Radiant Orders other than Truth Watchers? And why does Jean not like Truth Watchers so much? And uh, the core answer is that the Miss Bren are the most willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she considers what she's offering is enlightenment, not corruption. Uh, so mm-hmm. they, they're, they're fully willing. Yes. Although outside observers might consider her methods less yeah <laughs> yeah I, I imagine maybe other there could be other orders that do that eventually when it's more mm-hmm. common yeah would be cool yeah definitely need to see like what this enlightenment looks like at some point yeah because um, because I, I think from an outside perspective it is not gonna look pretty mm. um yeah like yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's gonna look forced. I don't know if it's gonna look painful. But it's, it's not gonna be rainbows and sunshine. Someday we'll say, learn more of this. Maybe it could be compared to what Rabonia was trying to do with the sibling. And from the sounds of things, it makes it sound, it feels like you're dying. Mm. Uh, there could be sorry. a relationship there. Inserting new investiture in there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. and the sibling was yeah. made it sound like it was a very unpleasant experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be something like a uh, like a halfway process. Yeah. So not because the, the the way the sibling was describing and making was they were saying that they would essentially get uh, they would essentially get killed, right? And then yeah. something else would live in their place. So this enlightenment might be halfway. 
to that point where you become someone else, but not completely. Like you still retain some of your original personality and, and character. And I mean, oh, actually, we don't really know how much they do actually retain. Yeah. Um, yeah. In Jeanne's interlude, she when she talked about how Odium might catch some of her children and unmake them. Yeah. Or unmake her. I don't remember which one. She talked about Odium destroying their memories, like in that context. Uh, so the exact quote is, if Odium caught her in a verifiable lie, he would unmake her again, steal her memory, rip her to pieces. But in doing so, he would lose a useful tool. Yeah, talking about Janot herself. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. So it's I do weird. wonder if unmaking is like you you blank out mm. the thing mm-hmm. and then you you shove your own investiture in there. Like hitting the reset button. Yeah. And then yeah. Mm-hmm. And then booting up into a different OS. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So Dominic Field asked, would Lightweavers have played made up of creations front? Brandon. Yes, they would. You should be able to guess for the major orders that we've spent a lot of time with what their shard plate is made out of. Uh, there have been hints from book one what those are. Theoretically, you should be able to kind of put that together. Uh, you're not going to be able to do it for some of the orders because we haven't gotten much inform- sure. information on them. There's at least three or four of them that I've made very obvious. And creation spread mm-hmm. definitely attracting your mm-hmm. shalon makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and probably, probably light spren for edge dancers. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Um, logic spren for else callers right. seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glory spren for bondsmiths. If yeah, they poss- get possibly. shard plate. Yeah, it is if unclear. they get shard plate, yeah. If they get shard plate, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like something like dustbringers. Um, stone spren or gravitation spren or something like that for stone wards. That's more speculative, but yeah, uh, yeah stone, sure. stone wards are the one that I was like, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I don't think we know. Enough. I think those other ones are all very plausible. Um, yeah, like I've I've heard fire sprint thrown out for dust springers as a potential yeah. speculative one. Sure, that seems yeah. likely. Yeah, yeah. Have we seen any weird sprint around Vinley? Not really. Not really. Uh, I mean, Ulim. No. Book seven, Venli rips Yulim apart. And he <laughs> deserved. He, he deserves some anti-void light stabbed right through him, let's be honest. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, the, the hardest one's definitely high sprint, since we just don't know anything yeah. about what high sprint yeah. are. Like, Maybe in what? book five. <laughs> Hopefully. So next come a pair of, of wobs that deal with very similar things. Yeah, I put they they didn't occur at the same time. I just put them together. Uh, did Odium destroy some of Wit's breath in in the epilogue of Rim of War? Or did he mess with it in some way? And Brent says, with Odium, what Odium did to Wit could be noticed. There is something missing there. It left an imprint, something noticeable, and he did actually remove and excise a little bit of breath. Mm-hmm. And then the other question that touches on the same thing, did Odium gain or remove some of the breaths 
Uh, and Brent says, he removed them, did not gain them. He excised them. He performed a little surgery on the breath. Breaths. Uh, you have seen this happen before in the books, though I will not give spoilers to another book. It happened on a different world. So there, there's... And that's obviously referring to Vasher's thing with the the priest's daughter. Yeah, got uh, me. Where he makes her forget. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh that's the problem with Stormlight only streams uh, and things. Yeah. I I find the repeated use of the word excised interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because <sighs> of excisors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about that, and on one hand, it's. It's a perfectly normal word, right? It's it, it means to. It means what random wants it to mean. Yeah, there, yeah. like, makes sense. Uh, but also the fact that it's used, you know, he use he uses it in in two wobs, not back to back, but like yeah. in the same event, in the same stream, and yeah. also the existence of excisors. It sounds. It it is sounding to me like we're gonna start seeing this word a lot in the context of like cutting up a spirit web. Mm-hmm. and doing something to it yeah yeah i could see that spiritual surgery but slightly more precise than hemology <laughs> yeah i yeah. mean i feel like in era four or era five as the case may be when we get there yeah. um hemology could become much more precise like they, no, they that's, that's, that's very to possible. make it a, yeah. a, mm-hmm. a true science yeah i, I mean that. Even right, even in era two, savvy, savvy. yeah, right. So if 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 we like to me this this is interesting, but bringing it bringing up the excisors is almost more interesting to me because I feel like there is a there's a small implication here that Kelsier or maybe somebody working with Kelsier, the sovereign, mm-hmm. figured out how to do more precise hemology on the southern continent of Skadrio, mm-hmm. and because like. What do we know about the excisors? Like we we know that they are instrumental in creating the medallions, mm-hmm. and we've never really known anything about these artifacts, whatever they are. But it's beginning to me it, to me it is beginning to sound like they are some like they're not a set of hemologic spikes necessarily, but they are a set of hemologic instruments. That allow like maybe a more granular or a finer transfer of powers so that the southern Skedrians can move powers around in such a way that allows them to create these medallions in however way these medallions are being created, right? Because it sounds like there are several powers that are required for these medallions, uh, hmm. even if we don't exactly know what those powers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've and with hemology being the evil magic, it's only evil because you don't know, we don't know how to stab people without killing them using it. Mm-hmm. Once you've kind of worked out how to stab people without killing them and gain the benefits of hemology, then it becomes just another tool to be used. I mean, uh, Brennan has said that if you survive getting spiked, it won't be nice. It, it, it's not exactly pleasant for you. Yeah. I still, like, I. I don't think hemology is inherently evil either. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's, it's probably the difference between like getting stabbed with a knife or getting cut up and like performing like 
surgery with proper tools and a scalpel and sure. something like that. Yeah. And removing, surgery is the art of stabbing people without killing them. You know, removing elementic abilities is probably safer in the long run than removing like other aspects you can deal with healers that are more right. intrinsic to right. life. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cody Taylor asked, what was the scene in Rhythm of War that you had planned or thought of 20 years ago? Brandon responded, Kaladin jumping off the top of the tower to save his father into the storm. He's been working on that scene forever, basically. And it was a scene he was planning in the original Way of Kings. It wasn't his father in that because the relationship was not the same in the Way of Kings Prime. Uh, and it was probably Dalinar back then, but he doesn't quite remember because that was 20 years ago. Yeah, we kind of were thinking that was the epilogue, but it was not. Um, hmm. That or um, um, yeah. Terravodium. Terravodium. Yeah. yeah. I was so sure he was going to be Terravodium. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like that would be one of the major big things that you'd plan like a, way a, ahead a of time. Killer in the Cosmere, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a new shard being taken up. Well, new vessel taking up a shard. The the zero Sanderson Law are on the side of awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the next question was asked by Sophia, uh, who asked, Is Odium still inter- influencing Gvaya after all the Taravangian stuff? To which Brandon said, That's a Rafo. Odium will have lots have interesting uh, different relationships with a lot of different interesting people in the next book. It is very interesting. I would agree. Yes. I have a feeling that he probably still is influencing fire in the same way, f- like immediately afterwards, because it seems Taravangian wants business as usual to be the, the kind of current line at the moment. Yeah. But that'll probably change for the next, within the next book. We gotta get more Moash Vire stuff. Like we, it can't just end mm-hmm. here, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's not a that's not a conclusion to his. Yeah, no, like absolutely. No, 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 no. I I don't know what the conclusion is gonna be. Like the conclusion might be that he just like we we get a couple of interludes from his POV where he's like dead in a ditch somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Though I I do think the end of Moash's arc is going to be in book five i don't think he's going to be that's true back five. yeah yeah big showdown i held in moash that makes sense mm-hmm. oh i just have no idea where what you could do with the marsh's character at this point like yeah yeah, yeah. It, so it it feels like <clears throat> it feels like there there needs to be a showdown between him and kaladin right it really does yeah i just don't know how moash comes back from where he is now yeah, to, to the like, point where he is like an interesting threat to Kaladin. <laughs> yeah, Kaladin's he's, pretty he's OP. Literally <laughs> blind now. I don't know how well Moash can fight without his sight. You just exactly. need two spikes just... in your eyes, Don. Well, so okay. No, to, to to be fair, like Moash's fighting ability was never the problem for Kaladin, right? Right. The yeah. the the showdown, the confrontation between the two of them is more personal, more character, more emotional type of thing. Mm. And and that can still happen with blind Moash, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just I don't know how it's gonna work out. Kaladin's going to Shinovar. Yeah, like is he, is Moash gonna go to Shinovar as well? Like like everyone's it's... gonna go to Shinovar. Get a big <laughs> battle, <in> Shinovar. <laughs> Terravodium's gonna throw the guy there. Yeah. <laughs> just go be blind over there. 
Want that but five, know. man. That's gonna be sweet. So the the next question from uh Philip Denny. Is there uh how the sausage is made reason why there are sixteen shards instead of fifteen or seventeen? And Brandon said it splits real nicely on a table. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like, ah, I liked uh multiples of two, and you can do that with ten, and so he he likes the aesthetic nature of it. So he wanted there to be a large enough number of them that you could do interesting things, but uh small enough that you can keep track of them all. And he said, ah, oh, 16's about the upper bound, but you know, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty good. But uh he does say that you know, there's ten on Roshar, sixteen on Skadriel, but the Aether world is twelve. Cool. Twelve is a nice number. It, it, it is. is. Yeah. It does have yeah. some nice uh, divisibility there. Yeah. You can divide it by a lot of things. That's true. Very true. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where we can go about that, but it's cool. <laughs> there's, uh, as we said earlier, there's going to be more than six aethers now. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, twelve. Maybe just twelve aethers. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With like three large groupings of four, maybe perhaps. Yeah, group them physical, or large cognitive, of three, spiritual. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, or 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 four by three to match elementsy better. Mm. Yeah, yeah, or metallic cards. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can talk much about it. Yeah, cool. this is neat. <laughs> neat. Yeah, neat. neat. Um, <laughs> so this next one is from Flanny Buns. Excellent. My favorite kind of buns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how can Sion's, um leave their planet while Bren cannot? Which is a very interesting question. Yes. Um, hmm. To which Brandon says, that is a big mystery in the Cosmere. So it is a Rafo. Hmm. This is actively, the answer to that question is a big step toward doing what Mraze wants to do. And they haven't figured it out yet. There are lots of theories. And indeed, Elantris and its magic systems tend to be the oddball among Cosmere magic systems in a lot of ways. This is all related to how things work and the various things that are odd about the Elantris magic system. So I'm going to raffle that with a, why don't you theorize along these lines? They are trying to figure it out, and obviously they do, because, spoilers, I have read things that indicate that this is possible in the future. Yes. This is this is odd because my gut feeling is that if I were going to choose one that was area locked, it would be the Elantra stuff. It is true. I was true, just yeah. thinking that. Yeah. But the Sions aren't for some yeah. reason. It it has to be the box, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. I thought the box was more just like so the Sion doesn't bond the person that you have, right? Because there's like a Sion bond. Right and so oh, I that was never that. my impression at all. Yeah. yeah, that that wasn't mine. So I mean, so I, I, I think that's part there's of a it. couple of. I mean, maybe, but there's a couple of boxes in Rhythm of War. Right, we have the box from the Artifabrian in the prologue, mm-hmm. which well, yeah, I always sure. assumed carried the spheres like from Braze. Sure. Um, and, and the fact that there's a flower on that box is a little sus to me, but mm-hmm. we don't need to look into the flower right now. And and there's obviously there's there's the box with the seon, right? Or the seon. Um, just just to defend my point, uh, Hoyd says that unbound seons are very rare, right? So yes, 
the yeah i would imagine that you can't just like hand a person a Sion and just like hey go do whatever uh so i, I think so, that is part of it uh, it's my impression of that line was that like finding a Sion that doesn't already have a bond is hard because like they are very like prized commodities in the cosmere yeah but i mean if you got one of those then you could give it to anyone and i'm not sure you can do that with a bound seal no because the person wouldn't want to give up the seal yeah so i i think both of these play into this right so first of all you need to find an you need to find a free seal mm -hmm. and if you were on sell you could just hand that Sion to somebody and and you could do exactly the same thing you're doing in Rhythm of War. You could have a smartphone. Yeah. However, if you want to do that trick outside of Cell, then you need the box on top, well, not on top of, but like around the unbond Sion. And then you can hand somebody a smartphone and be like, okay, yeah, here's you can do the thing. See, my impression of the box is that it was always just like obfuscation, where it was just... Right. It was just trying to hide the fact of what it was. It right. was like, I'm giving you a box that talks. Yeah. It, you know, the fact it yeah. doesn't allow you to bond it and was just a happy coincidence of the fact that you don't know what's in the box. Uh, so you don't right. know that you can ask it, hey, can I bond you? Yeah, um, right. Like, I, I'm not sure if the box is a mandatory requirement. I mm -hmm. kind of yeah. need to know. Huh. Personally. Shalon, Shalon it is coaxed the Sion out of the box at the end. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. So that was, it, yeah, that was one of the things is like, oh, the, the Sion acts like an abused child who's like scared to leave the box. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, the way I read that was you need the box to like carry the Sion away from Cell. You don't necessarily need the box to keep the Sion away from Got Cell. You. The box is also weird in that Mraze is able to unlock the component with the knife remotely. No, he um, just gave Shalon the instructions on how to do that. Yeah, he told her where to yeah. press. Yeah. Oh, I it thought she said remote. she tried it before, but it wasn't like. No, it was just she because it's kind of anything weird. He just it. had to do a specific thing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like, it's like a secret compartment type of thing. I think mm. there's room for Seans to be weird because, like, they're not like Spren. They appear yeah. the same in the cognitive realm and the physical. That's weird. Yes. Yeah. That, that is, is also true, yeah. Right? So, I don't think the box... There's room for Seans to just be different fundamentally than spread. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I could see it going either way. Yeah. yeah. So does Hoyd have a Seon? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Where is it? That's a good question. What's it doing? That's a good <laughs> question. That is a very good question. They're hanging out with design somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess. He's just, just never visible or thought about. Like, I, just... <laughs> I really hope it's a sassy Sion. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's the only kind of Sion that would survive being around Hoy. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just the Sion and and design just constantly sassing Hoy about. Yeah. Big questions. So the next question asks about uh, what it means for Kalin to be close to honor and how did that factor into him saying uh, staying conscious while every other Windrunner in the tower did not. And the short version of the answer is Kaladin was as close to the fourth oath as as you could possibly get without actually saying the fourth oath. Right. 
Uh, he knew what the oath was. He could speak the words. He just personally felt like, because like once you say an oath, you are committing to that yeah. oath. And mm -hmm. he just didn't feel ready to make that step, to make that commitment, to to let go of his kind of innate desire to protect people. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Enceladus47 asked, does Shalon's I killed my spren count as a truce? Good question. And Brandon responded, I'm going to leave that up to theorizing, figuring out the timeline that's going on with Shalon. What we can say is that Shalon is reconstructing, in many cases, oaths she has said before. And it is working slightly differently than someone who is saying a new oath. And indeed, saying she killed her spren is one of those steps. I'll leave it to you to try and parse through that. It's actually pretty complicated. We have a nice big page explaining all of this stuff internally to make sure that we're keeping it all straight. Because she has violated oaths and reconstructed them is basically what's happening. And she is regressing and she's doing a 1.1 steps forward, one step back sort of thing. Kind of frequently. I'm glad they have an internal page about that, because uh, that yeah. you definitely got to keep track of, just like Gavlar's assassination, right? Like, all right, let's let's lay this out. I hope to see that page one day. <laughs> I gotta get some answers. We gotta get a next book for the most part. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This this makes me wonder if there are moments when rereading now, like Way of Kings and Words of Radiance and Oathbringer, if we'll see moments where she is actively regressing, because it seems like like she's moving forwards and back constantly, like frequently. Yeah. So. I was I was listening to the podcast of a friend of mine, Drew McCaffrey, uh, uh, yeah. Inking Out Loud podcast. Yep, he does with uh, with a friend of his, yep. Rob Santos, and something that they noticed that I hadn't during my reads was that there's a couple of moments. There's only two moments I think in the first three books where Pattern, like Pattern, is having a conversation with Shalan, and there are moments where Pattern is sounding sleepy or drowsy. Hmm. Yes, I remember this. And I think it's so one of them had a theory that when that is happening, it is because Shalan is either doing something or saying something or thinking something that is going contrary to their oaths, to their bond. Mm. And so it's not like she's breaking her bond, but it's like this very short, temporary regression, suppression type mm. of thing. And if I recall correctly, in one of the episodes, they did cite a word of Brandon where Brandon did confirm that, yeah, this is this is the kind of thing that's going on. Hmm. It, it reminds me of what was happening to Syl when like yeah. Kaladin yeah. was like in words of radiance where like she started regressing because yeah. like he had a, was at an impasse with his oaths. Yeah. yeah. A little less extreme, but yeah, I think very similar mechanically yeah interesting we're we're gonna so, do a shalana testament podcast that's for dang oh yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> i've flip-flopped on whether shalana is swearing oaths to testament during the first three books so many times sometimes i'm like no that's really dumb and then, and then i read warps like this and i'm like uh if she wasn't it would be way 
simpler and it wouldn't be as complicated as making it sound. So, yeah. yeah. The yeah. fact that, like, her new truths are reconstructing her old truths. It's like, what were her original truths that, like, she I hadn't killed, killed my mama dad? Like, like, what? I like butterflies. Well, they're not <laughs> but, you know. Shallan, yes. so weird. Yep. Yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> Very weird. Also, before we do the next question, for those benefiting from the video feed. Ooh, very nice. Here's a couple of Truth Watcher boyfriends to be. Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully it works um, out. Wait. Do we have a version of that where it's like Relaine in front and Renarin in back? Because I vaguely remember something like that. No, no. Okay. You're thinking of a different, different image. Uh, those of you not benefiting from the video feed, Ellis Gardor? On Instagram? Cool. Fantastic artist. Cool. Cool. Um, so the next question was asked by Greg Andrew, who asked, did Radiants who broke their oaths prior to the Recreants also result in Deadeye spread? To which Brandon said, no. Makes sense. And even mm-hmm. though it's in the book, it's nice to get clear like lines drawn under things in WOBs. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Uh, I think we ought to just, uh, break here because we have a crap load more pages, uh, to do on these. So, uh, we'll do more words of Brandon. I'm not sure if they'll be next week or the week after, but, but close. We, we might put a topic in between these two, uh, WAP episodes, but so... I guess we ought to go on to who's that Cosmere character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian Tong. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for who's that Cosmere character? Ta. Welcome to Who's That Cosmic Character, the show where you guys send in five clues to a ca- and a character, uh, and these guys have to try and guess the character based upon the five clues, and if they get it, yay, and if they don't, they suck. Um, this character was sent in by a Lightwing888. Ah, cool. Yep. Clue, clue number one. This character has a nickname. Kelsier. It's not Kelsier. <laughs> uh, Breeze. It is not Breeze. I'll go with um, Cultivation Slammer. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Cultivation Slash Slammer. I want to know the story about that. Yeah, I, I, see, I, I'm I very forward very much to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a dragon just barreling into something or someone <laughs> and just slamming a wall down or something. I don't know. It's plausible. I'm, I'm really hoping it's just that she was a rebel and got thrown into jail before becoming Cultivation at some point. Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. It's really fun hearing different interpretations of Slammer, because to me, it's doing shots and then slamming them down on the table. <laughs> like, that's also that's excellent. Slammer. That's excellent. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to make it work with, like, well, she was the Slammer. Like, she was the jail in some uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess Shalon. It is not Shalon. Uh, clue number two. This character is not of the race of humans. Which is how the clue is worded. Is it human the Coloss? It's not human the Coloss. <laughs> Sil. It's not Sil. Tensoon? It's not Tensoon. I don't like this phrasing. It um... sounds tricky. 
Frost? It is not Frost. Yep. I think I think Hoyt calls him <laughs> something else in that letter. Uh, reptile. Old lizard. Reptile. Old reptile. Yeah. yeah. Old lizard, yeah. yeah. Uh, clue number three. This character has interacted with a member of Bridge Four. Okay. All is right. it Hoyt? It's not Hoyt. <laughs> <laughs> that clue two would be very debatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, nice. Brandon has said it. It's like technically, like it, it could be argued. Hard yeah, wizard yeah. or human? Um, I don't know. Relaine, Shen. It is not Relaine. Mm, yeah, what is Bridge huh. Four? There's so many Bridge Four characters. What does it mean to be Bridge Four? <laughs> it means he's. We've never actually seen them interact with someone in Bridge Four. They were just standing on the ship at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they, they walked over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't know. Leshwe. It's not Leshwe. What nickname were you going for there? I don't know. I assume she <laughs> has some title, though. Probably. She probably has some title. She probably yeah. does. Uh, but I was going for, like, well, Moash was a Bridge 4 member and interacted with Leshwe, <laughs> and this is presumably pre-Rhythm of War, so I'm power gaming it. Yeah, it's Moash is the one I was I was yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking Ooh. of as well. Because there's a lot of those singers that he interacted with. I was also thinking of Naz, but he's kind of a human, so uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a guess. I have a good guess. Does Sarius count that he's a real Kremlin? <laughs> no, that doesn't Arguably not of the race of humans. <laughs> um, I think I have a good guess. I think I have God. a good guess too. I don't know, Eshenai? It is not Eshenai. I didn't read these clues ahead of time, so I'm going to reword clue number four because it's a weird one. Okay. And it it is not a race of humans is not a weird one. <laughs> so the clue they've written is no, I'm not gonna tell you what the original clue is. Okay. I'm gonna say this character has had the second ideal sworn to them. Oh, that ruins my guess. The Stormfather? It is not the Stormfather. Good, because that was going to be my guess. <laughs> I was see, I was gonna guess right, I know. Ooh. Are you guessing where I know? No, because no, definitely okay. not. <laughs> no, clue four. No, no, that doesn't work at all. You, what, you don't, you don't remember that scene? the ideal sworn to oh. them? Oh, it's Seth. It's not Seth, no. Oh, yeah, he's a human. <laughs> what am I talking <laughs> oh. about? <laughs> I forgot about that. Is it Nightblood? It's not Nightblood. Uh, oh, good, Ian, because that was what I was about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I figured, but I wanted to get it in in case yeah. it was right. Yeah. But Eric, um, you don't remember that scene in Chazemar where Calding grabbed Rhino and was like, I will protect those. <laughs> it's basically what he did, kinda. Oh, I'm trying to think if this character has a nickname now. I'll just guess it anyways. Uh, Gliss. It is not Gliss. Whoa. Nice, that's a good one, though. Renarin is Bridge 4, but he's not like a Windrunner, so yeah, I thought yeah. like, maybe it could be tricky. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll read you guys once and so I'll read you the original wording and you can see whether you agree with my interpretation of the wording or theirs. Uh, I'm going to be so surprised if it's just like, no, you just garbled it and screwed us <laughs> over. But. Clue number five is this character learns a rude gesture. Rua. Rua. <laughs> I heard 
Grace Honestly, first. Evgeny and Grace are the exact same time. I heard Grace first. It, I heard Grace first. I heard Grace Okay, first. we're going with Grace. It is it is Rua, yeah. who Lopin sometimes calls Nako. Uh, okay, uh, so, okay, all right. There you go. Uh, the fourth clue was originally this character has sworn the second ideal. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, like not that good. The yeah friend, that's not good. Because the friend doesn't swear the ideal, but they have. It's it's weird. to word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see why you needed to switch that. All right, that, this is acceptable yes. to me. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, well done, Grace. I will. I will graciously forfeit my victory to Grace with no rude gestures involved. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. That was literally just a speed thing. Like we yeah, all, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like rude gesture. It's like out, out, Rua. Yeah, Lopin Spren, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this second character was sent in by Caden uh, Cutchins. So clue Hi. number one: this character resides far away from civilization. Right, right, I know. <laughs> it's not right, I know, and I'm counting that as both your guesses because I heard it the wow. same time. <laughs> you'd think you'd think having a hive mind with Ian would benefit me in this game. <laughs> um, not when you're. I'm also on the episode. I'm gonna go with the potion maker in Elantris who made uh, Raven the potion that made him Elantrian for a bit. There's only one potion maker, man. Like yeah. that, one, uh, that, that guy. Is that Fortran? Something Honestly, like it's Fortran. No, it's not Fortran. No. It's not the programming <laughs> language. Because <laughs> yeah. in my head, I always remember, it always makes me think of the programming language. I think language. he lives in Hravel? It's, it's not them. H-R-O. Yeah, it's not them? Yeah, it's not them. Okay, cool. I don't know why my brain's like, yo, this random <laughs> Away from civilization. Oh god, if this if this ends up being like one of the people who live in the roughs. What around... if it's what if it's if from the Asia's point of view, everyone in the left car is a backwater. That would be a mega troll. I, I would approve. <laughs> Uh, the shard who wants to hide and survive. <laughs> it's not the shard who wants to hide and survive. I like survive, that. But I, like, I like that. I like where your brain's going. <laughs> Clue number two: This character has refused to help a main character. I'm going eh? to go with with Dryal because the Sandmasters live in the desert, and he refused to help Kenton. That's true. That's true. Uh, good guess, but it's not Dryal. I mean, they do live in the city, so (laughs) yeah. Um, I guess the guess menace. (laughs) It is not menace. I'm gonna guess human the coloss who lived in the burnlands before becoming a coloss. Her name was hit. Her name. His name was Vershad. Yeah, Ah, bet you forgot that. It is not Vishard, the human, the Kolos. That, that's from an annotation. Bold of you to assume I ever remember that. <laughs> I do. I don't think we know anyone else who lived in the Burnlands <laughs> in the final <laughs> Empire period, so I'm like, all right, there you go. Uh, Kanpar the Kandra. It is not Kanpar the Kandra. What is civilization? <laughs> <laughs> Clue number three. 
this character has only appeared in one scene. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I love that. Great. No one we remember. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be someone we actually remember, Ben? Yes. Okay, cool. That's good. <laughs> hmm. What are the clues again? Uh, this character resides far away from civilization. This character refused to help a main character. And this character has only appeared in one scene. And they have appeared on screen in one scene. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. And you can count like 3.5 as you will, remember, you will have remembered this character. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Is this Patchy? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it is not Patchy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys guessed right i know already right that was your first yeah thing. that's the first thing out of their mouths <laughs> yeah. it's like how oh, these really all fit i uh, thought i thought that was like clever there well i suppose i don't know if we've seen patchy in more than one scene i suppose that depends on how you one patchy really long scene yeah. <laughs> i was thinking like the letter but i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um no i much like the spren find it very difficult to leave roshar <laughs> <laughs> I have like no idea. Like this, this is just so my, vague right now. I have my next guess. I need, I need, I need some more structure. I'll pass. Away from civilization. Yeah, just in the interest of moving things along, I'm also going to pass. Yeah, I'm yeah. also going to pass. Yeah, we. I, cool. need, I need something a little more tangible to work with here. Like hopefully, this, no. This, this, this feels like we should have enough for interesting guesses. Mm -hmm. But, it's but just also vague, we're just well I don't think they're vague it's just that we need to scan so many yeah, different yeah, 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 scenes yeah. <laughs> yeah so clue number four hopefully should help this character has a very singular thought process the night watcher stick, stick. It is, it's oh, stick. Darn it. <laughs> uh, got that good first, guess on the night watcher uh, Ian, Ian got that first. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is stick. I thought I'd, I'd go for a fun one. That ended up more, being more painful yeah. for you guys than fun. Which uh, yes, should hopefully be fun for everyone at home. <laughs> Seeing our pain, yes, I, I imagine so. Just, they yeah. could make a gif out of the silent faces that we have. <laughs> like, uh, I, I I thought for sure the Night Watcher was like it with like not knowing how to help Dalinar and... Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that would have been a good one. Yeah, um, clue number five was this character has on can only communicate through the cognitive realm. Mm. So there you go. That's yeah, I was hoping you get probably accurate. I imagine there's yeah. cognitive stuff going on. Whether that's the... yeah. <laughs> it did not speak in the physical realm. <laughs> <laughs> but can it speak in the spiritual realm? That's the question. Mm. I don't. Mm, I can nitpick that. I think. <laughs> See, that's why I was hoping you guys would get it on clue four, so we didn't have to say the clue five, so we didn't have to have the one of you talk in the spiritual realm discussion. All right. Go. Well, we are gonna have more words of Brandon either next week or the week after. Uh, and you can find us on seventeenchart.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you like our stuff, you can support us on Patreon. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Ta-da. -bye.